Welcome to Home of the Brave. I'm Scott Carrier. There are something like 2,000 islands in the Aegean Sea between Greece and Turkey, and almost all of them belong to Greece, even the ones close to the Turkish shoreline. The Greek island of Lesbos, for instance, is only six miles from Turkey, across an open channel of dark blue, almost black water. You can stand on the beach on Lesbos and look across the water and see the green hills of Turkey, not so far away, not so different from the green hills of Lesbos. There is no border under the blue sky, clouds like continents passing by. But over there, on the shore in Turkey, people, refugees from war-torn countries, are being loaded into rubber rafts by men with guns, smugglers. While over here on the beach in Greece, there are volunteer aid workers waiting for the refugees with open arms, warm clothes, and emergency medical care. Over there, the people are praying, God save us. They've sold everything back home in Iraq, Afghanistan, Syria, Somalia, their homes, their cars, borrowed money from families and friends to pay smugglers thousands of dollars to guide them across the deserts and through the mountains, crossing borders illegally, sleeping in forests, always hiding from police and soldiers to get to the Turkish coast where they each pay another thousand dollars to get in an overloaded rubber boat, they steer themselves across an open sea. So far this year, 700,000 people have made the trip. That's $700 million on the black market. The Turkish authorities turn their backs. Over here, the volunteer aid workers come from Athens and America and around Northern Europe. A team of young Spanish lifeguards on sea dews in the water, Danish dudes in wetsuits, Christians from Holland with space blankets, Jews from Pennsylvania and New York, Greek anarchists, independent photographers and video news teams making documentaries, all nervously waiting for boats to arrive, for the action to begin, for the lives to be saved, and the human dignity to be respected. It's evening an hour before dark, when the boats come into view. Moving slowly, there are two, no three, now five, spaced apart, following each other and finally reaching the shore where they're surrounded by eager volunteers who rush into the water and hold the boat steady as the refugees climb out. The beach is made of rocks the size of baseballs that slide around underfoot providing no purchase. So some people step out of the boat only to fall on all fours in six inches of water, crawling for a few seconds before being picked up by volunteers who help them to higher ground. Babies and small children are passed arm to arm to women who wrap them in space blankets. Everybody is wet from the waist down. They stand on the beach, shivering. This guy is an Iraqi. Amar Talal, 19 years old, from Baghdad. So you, you just got off a boat from Turkey, is that right? Yeah. And are you cold? Or, uh, yeah, oh, I'm so, sorry. so, so damn cold. Huh. Yeah, because all of my clothes are uh, wet. And I think, I think, I, I'm not sure, I think my replacements are also wet. And, uh, In your backpack? Yeah. Huh. Uh, but the problem is uh, my feet. So what was it like on the Turkey side? What's, what's it like over there? Well, it was uh, chaotic. Chaotic. It was a mess, actually, because... Uh, 
We reached the Turkish coast at uh, 4 o'clock a.m. in the morning, yeah, a.m. until 3 p.m. Huh. At 3 p.m. we uh, hopped in the uh, boat and it was like uh, everyone was like pushing and fighting and they, they even stepped on the ch children and the women. And I was like uh, with my friend, not that one, another friend who has a family, two, two kids, uh, we were like yelling, hey, let the children and the women hop in first. But everyone was like, uh, you know, it was a mess. Yeah. Every man for himself. Yeah. How do you speak English so well? Your English is really good. Actually, I love the language. So it's like, uh, I've always wanted, since I was a kid, I've always wanted to nail the English language to be so uh, actually I want to be an English teacher yeah did you just come across on the boat did you just arrive yes right now yeah this is Abbas Apshar 32 from Afghanistan what was it like what, what was it, the, the trip like across the uh, it, it was too scary scary I mean we were a lot of guys in, in the boat and we had a lot of weight also, like rucksacks, everything. And the waves, the wave, yes. were too, I mean, too big. Huh. How long did it take, the trip? Uh, almost a little, one hour. One hour. Maybe 15 minutes. How does it feel to be here now? Yeah, I feel very happy. Yeah, I hope I can get my... I didn't have enough money so that I couldn't... Uh, uh, bring my uh, my family, my wife, and my uh, two daughters. So I really miss them. I don't know how long does it, uh, how long it takes for me to get. Uh, I mean, to, for the European country to accept me so that I can bring my uh, family. Yeah. What did you do in Afghanistan? I was a terp interpreter for who? Uh, for the United States. The military. Yeah. Huh. And. Was that good or was that not good? How, what was that like? It was good. It was uh, good but dangerous. I was with Marsoc Marine Special Forces. The which troops? Uh, Marine Special Forces. Marine Special Marine, Forces. Marine, yeah. Special Forces. You worked with them. Yeah. Did but they... I didn't have a time to. I mean, mm, my life was in danger. Huh. I had to escape from. Who was threatening your life? The Taliban, because I used to. I used to work with um, Marine Special Forces, and right. they threatened me yeah, I bet several times. I had to escape. I'm sorry that uh, things were, became so bad, and it's still a mess, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, Afghanistan, yeah, especially for my ethnicity, uh, which because I'm, from, I'm Hazara. Hazara, and as you know, I don't know, a couple, couple of weeks ago or last month, they cut, they beheaded the... Uh, women and children and kids in Zabul province. So, Hazara woman and Hazara uh, daughter, Hazara, huh. yeah, girl. Why? I don't know, because they think that we are not Muslim, because they fa our face is like Chinese and... Right. I mean, they are racist, you know racist? And... Uh, most of them are Taliban and Daesh, you know? Yeah. Daesh and Taliban, they don't like Hazara. Daesh are men from around the Muslim world fighting for the Islamic State. They're allies with the Taliban. 
who are mainly Pashtun. This guy is also Hazara from Afghanistan. What's your name? My name is Nurali. And your last name? Amiri. Amiri. Yeah. A M I R I. And where are you from? I'm from Bamiyan. Bamiyan? Yeah. All right, cool. And you just came across now. On yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so why did you leave home? Because we don't have anything in there. We are just living in a prison. We can go out. If we go out, one day we will die in there. So the Taliban control Bamiyan? Or yeah, not? yeah. Bamiyan is full of control of Taliban. All the way is closed. Really? Yeah. How did, was it difficult to leave? Did you have to... How did it was very difficult to leave. What was it like? Can you describe what it was like to leave? We just arrived at 3, 3 o'clock p.m. They were sleeping. We just arrived from there. and we You mean a.m. at night? Yeah, yeah, at, at night. And they, who was sleeping? The Taliban. Where were they? They were in the road. On the road? Yeah. If they caught us, they will kill us. They will cut our head off wow. without no reason. So you had to sneak by the Taliban? Yeah, yeah, we are just... We want freedom. We want... We don't want any much more pain. Yeah. How old are yeah. you? I'm 20 years old. 20 years old? Yeah. And this is your friend? He is my brother. Your brother, all right, yeah. congratulations. So is that a... He's a message on his phone. I'm curious, yeah, yeah. who's the message from? He just calling from Kabul. Where are you? Who? Did you cross the border of Hello. Turkey to you know, to Greece or not? He's just uh, his wife's brother. He's just worried about us to and, cross the river. And you called him before you. Yeah, you yeah, we called him to, say we're to pray for now. us. We we are just going to the river to cross the border. But it's G and C. Yeah. It's a, a C, not a river. Okay, see, yeah. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Did you work for the Americans? In yeah, I worked as an interpreter in, with British people in Serpil province. Serpil? Yeah. Huh. He's still good. He's good. Yeah. And everybody seems to be Hazara on these boats. They're all 90% of these people who are crossed from that border is Hazara. Now, tonight? Tonight, yeah. Yes. Because the people who are dying in there is Hazara. You can watch all of the news. All the people who are dying is Hazara. In Afghanistan? In Afghanistan. They're just killing with knives or just shooting. Even we were just killed by it like that. It's getting dark and everybody's moving off the beach across a dirt road to a camp where there's hot tea, warm clothes, and first aid if anybody needs it. Camilla Madsen, the Danish photographer who's helping me, has found a young couple from Mazari Sharif. They're rather stylish, like hipsters. They're Pashtun, not Hazara, and they had a different kind of problem back home. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Oh, what are you oh, having tea? Okay. So, what is your, what's your name? I'm, uh, my name is John. Uh, and you? She is uh, Baran. Baran. And, how, and, and you two are together? Yeah. I mean, you're showing me your, your wedding rings. How long have you been together? How long? Two months. Two months? Oh, congratulations. Thank you so much. Why, why did you leave? Why did you decide to leave Afghanistan? Because it's, uh, we have a problem there. What problem? Problem uh, because we, uh, we was uh, for, uh, for law. Someone, yeah, for someone is uh, make a problem uh, to she. Why? 
Yeah, but uh, what kind of problem? She's family. If uh, want to marry with uh, she, but this problem for. Uh, so, so you wanted to get married, yeah. but her family wanted her to marry someone else, yeah. not you. Yeah. But you, you got married. Yeah, I married because we. You were in love. Yeah. You look like you're in love. Thank you. <laughs> okay, but okay. So, what what did you bring when you left? Did you bring wallets, passport? No, no. What did you? What is this? All you have? Yeah. This purse? That's it. Bosco? Bosco, okay? You want to? Yeah, I would love to see what you. Have. You have clothes, baby. Telephone. That's telephone. What, why is it in this? Telephone. Yeah, and it's all wrapped. Because, yeah, why yeah, is because it all wrapped? Because the water. Because the water. Wow, and you have. You have perfume. You have. I have. <coughs> Wow, yeah, that's good. <laughs> you have perfume, your billfold, uh, your phone, the charger, chocolate. chocolate. Oh. And like that all you bought from home was your perfume. And, and are these the only clothes you have? These clothes? The only clothes? Yeah, one but can I take a picture of you two? Because you, I think you're very cute together. Is that okay? My name is Homaira. There's another couple standing here drinking tea. My first name is Mehri. She's Mary. my wife. Oh, Mary. Yes. I'm from Parwan, but nowadays I live in Mazar Sharif. How do you how do you stay so clean when you travel? Your clothes are very clean. Where I do you, like to be clean. How do you I'm do human it? being. Look, I've just been walking around. I've got mud all over it's, me. How do you do it? It is weird. Uh, seems <laughs> difficult. I really like to be clean. I'm not uh, feeling fine. What? I'm pregnant, so pregnant? yeah. She's afraid of the boat. On the way, our boat. Uh, it it broke him. It broke. Yeah, we really afraid of that. She afraid, therefore she is in stress. She couldn't speak. People were very hurry and they were, they were shouting. They were shouting and that make me also hurry. What were they shouting? God save us. How? But how, what did you? Were you afraid you were gonna die? No, because I was praying. I was praying. I just was worried about my baby, not myself. <laughs> How many months pregnant are you? It's about four months. Four months. Yeah. And is, is that why you decided to leave? Life is difficult. I was working with the, in, an, in an NGO with the ladies, um, but the, in the areas that we are working, always people said that uh, we will kill you. If you come again here, we will kill you. What were you doing with the women? Uh, we want them to uh, work out of their house, to find some money, never be uh, dependent to the, their husbands. Can you tell? Can you give us an example of one time that you went out to work? Uh, one time we went to in a, uh, a district by the name of uh, Holm. Uh, we talked with the ladies and they accepted to work with us. But uh, next time when we went there, so uh, the ladies didn't uh, open their door and their husbands stayed uh, out of the door and said that, go back. We don't want to uh, work our uh, ladies out of the home, out of the house. Uh, if you come back here, uh, then uh, that's on you. Anything happen. How did you feel? 
I was I feel very very bad because uh, our aim was that uh, to encourage the wo woman. But how do you feel now that you that now you left your country? How do you feel about that? I will miss my country, but uh, I will feel uh, and safe. Yeah. You, yeah. Would you ever think about going back? Um, I want to go back, but when Afghanistan completely become safe. Hello. That makes sense. Yeah. We start walking up the road to the second camp, where the refugees can eat and get warm. It's up on the hill aways above the beach, and we run into Omar, the kid from Baghdad who wants to nail the English language. Camilla asks him what's in his backpack, and he says deodorant, soap, toothpaste, and a teddy bear that he's going to give his girlfriend, who's in Austria. He met her in Baghdad, but then she fled with her family. I want to know, who is she? Uh, Tell me about her. What does she look like? <laughs> it's, uh, okay. She's uh, short, and she has uh, short brown hair. She's a brunette, brunette and uh, she has a big eyes and uh, slim and uh, actually I don't care about the appearance all I care about is the personality and how is her personality? her personality is uh, she uh, took uh, I don't know she took out the best of me she uh, I, I made an accident by the motorcycle and my face was like uh, I have a cut scar here and my eyes were like uh, red because of blood I don't know there was like a bleeding and my face was so ugly and she met me after four, uh, four days and still my face was like was ugly was a mess and she she liked me uh, with a, an ugly face so that is the most thing I uh, loved about her she embraced who I am even with an ugly face and uh, actually she didn't want to leave because of me but she was forced to leave because of her family and uh, I spent a day crying alone smoking and then I was trying to uh, escape the reality by uh, going to the cinema watching a movie <laughs> what movie did you watch? Uh, it was Ant-Man <laughs> yeah Actually, I love uh, Marvel Comics and DC Comics also. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. she's in Austria. Austria. And now yeah. you're going to go catch her. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> Did you talk to her? Every day. I called her. I told her that uh, I'm uh, okay. And thank God that was no uh, casualties. And I'm fine. Don't worry. I'm uh, in Greece. What did she say? She was, uh, she was so happy. Yeah, she was so damn happy. We leave Amar at the second camp because he needs to join the others. They still have to go by bus to a third camp where they'll get fingerprinted and registered as having arrived in the European Union. And then they'll ride another bus to the port city of Mytilene where they'll take a ferry to Athens. 11 hours across the Aegean Sea and the next episode will be from there on the ferry. Check out our website homebrave.com to see some of Camilla Madsen's photos and donate if you want. The idea is to talk to refugees, hear their stories, see what it's like on the refugee trail through Europe, 
and there are some expenses. Anyway, that's homebrave.com. Thanks for listening.